Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back. We're going to have Brian, Brian Bowler be on in one second. Josie, I just want to ask you, when you're an athlete and you see something horrific happen on the ice yes. in your case, yep. how do you play after? Yeah, I've saw uh, the worst thing I saw in a game I was playing in was a, a player for Montreal named Trent McCleary. Chris Terrian took a slap shot, and he really, he really wound up, and he hit him in the throat. Oh, and it happened right. I bet you within eight feet from where we, I was sitting on the bench at the time. It was right directly in front of us. The doctors saved McCleary's life because they had they actually had to cut open his uh, trachea. yeah his trachea to save oh. his life. Oh, but it man. was it was unreal. Oh. And we had about a thirty minute delay, and then we we continued on in that game. That game did not stop at that point. We continued on after that. Right, the next time a puck is flying in your yeah, direction, yeah, you think you do think about it. Do you it. think about yeah, it? Yeah, you do. It How takes do you, you a get little by while. That? But honestly, Ange, by by the end of that game, you know, obviously your thoughts are with the player that's been sure. injured, but you didn't play the game thinking you were going to get hit by it. Like it, it's just I, I, instinctually, you just go and you do what you're supposed to do. But here's where we as fans we're conditioned. To worry about them getting hit in the head now, yeah, because the concussion yeah. issue, yeah, and you CTE, see it, it all still that. happens too much, and then it hits you in the chest, and you go, "Oh my God, your heart might stop if you yeah. get hit the wrong way." Yes, and and that's what happened, and now you go, "Oh my God!" Now you have a, a, a parent out there, and your kid is playing youth football. Yeah. Is he still playing youth football? Nobody well, thinks say, about it, but you get reminded of it on national I, television. I would say that there's people I, that have those concerns and don't allow their kids to play. I am one of those parents. All right. I, I have two and sons. And what do you say to them? I have told my sons from a very young age, you can play many sports, but you will not be allowed to play football. It makes sense to me what you're doing. Out of that On chance. the line with us is a man who is brilliant at breaking all this stuff down. Our Odyssey insider, the great Brian Baldwin. Hi, Brian. Good morning, Angelo. All right, Brian. Give us your reaction to what happened at Demar Hamlin last night. Well, it's uh, you know it's the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field, Angelo. Uh, I've been around a long time, like a lot of us. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. We we kind of know what it is now, and so we have a better idea. But nobody knew at the time. And as a player, uh, you do exactly what the players did. You rally. Uh, you you make executive decisions like they did, and then you just you know you prayer up and uh, you just hope for the very best. And uh, and it gets it, you know, it looked like the NFL did their job as far as, you know, is responding as quickly as they did and, uh, you know, administering the CPR and everything that was necessary 
to revive them, and then we just got to, you know, hope for the best here. But I've never seen anything like it, Angelo. Uh, I've been in a situation where players got hurt, like even like Josh Sweat on Sunday. And, uh, you know, when, when guys aren't moving and you're not sure what's going on, it's just a, a scary, scary feeling to everybody. But, Brian, how hard is it to go out and play the next game? Knowing oh, what hard. happened? Well, I mean, I, I've been out there and it's not like last night, but it's hard. It's hard to get your mind back on, especially if, you know, you see players, you know, getting strapped into a, you know, a gurney and, and uh, you know, you know that could be you. It could be your best friend. It could be anything. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to to flush that out and, and, and go out and play. And I think they did the right thing last night uh, by halting the game and then suspending the game, period. Uh, I don't think anybody – could have, uh, you know, the coaches made the decision, but I, I think everybody was in agreement that they did the, the right thing in that moment. No doubt. And here's where, Brian, I am so puzzled by the way the Eagles played that game against New Orleans that I literally have asked uh, Brandon Graham and Nick Sirianni this morning if what happened to Josh Sweat might have affected the way they played that game. Is it possible? I have no other logical way to understand what they were doing on the field on Sunday. <laughs> well, I don't either, Angelo. I mean, I was, like, perplexed. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with it. I mean, th- because the defense still played well. Um, you know, and offensively, I didn't understand the game plan. We have seen this in spurts before, Angelo, where they just completely abandoned the run. They've got a 1,200-yard rusher in the backfield that has destroyed – the New Orleans Saints in the last two times he's played them. And they've had no answer for him last year or the year before. And I just don't understand how you, with your all-pro right tackle out and with the backup quarterback in who can't run the same offense and do the same things as your starting quarterback can, why you would come out throwing the football like they did. And, And to see him get hit as much as he did in the first quarter and a half of the game was just, it was shocking to me. Hey, Brian, here's the thing, and, and I think you made this point in what was a brilliant analysis of that game plan. Did they game plan as if Hertz was still the quarterback? That's what it looked like, Angelo, which is, you know, which is really puzzling, right? Yeah. Uh, we all know that you know, Jalen has one skill set and Minshew has another. We all know that on any level of football. But it, it did appear like we're going to run, you know, like even on the third and one. You know, after they actually ran the ball twice, and they run a read option at Cam Jordan, like that's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, like I mean, that's that's your, I mean, that's your go-to play where you go, wait a second, that's not Jalen Hurts. You know, trying to dodge Cam Jordan right there, one of the best players in the league. Like it, 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 it did appear like that. Like they, okay, well, we'll just run the same offense. You know that that Jalen Hurts is, and that's, I, I know Nick would, you know, would shoot that all down, but you can't help but think that. No, I was I, I was grilling him, Brian, on the fourth and one, right? The the uh, the quarterback sneak, which they telegraphed because they think they can do it. Yeah, if Hertz has got the ball in his hands, the way he bulls through the line is one thing. Minshew, they throw around like a rag doll, and they and and what he said, what Sirianni said this morning is, oh, I would call the exact same play. Well, you can't if it's a different guy with the ball in his hands, right? Jalen Hurts, dead, he, he, he deadlifts 600 pounds. Yes, I mean, exactly. To his body weight. <laughs> like, there's a big difference physically. There's a reason why Jalen is almost, you know, 100% on their little, you know, short yardage play they've been running all year. Uh, but I wouldn't expect – I mean, there's quarterbacks in this league that never quarterback sneak 
because they, they're not good at it. Tom Brady happens to be great at it, but like not a lot of guys do it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it. But, yes, I, I would grill him too, Angelo. I'm glad you did. Well, here's a uh, – and now I'm trying to look at the big picture, and I'm going, well, why have the Eagles regressed? Even before these two losses, Brian, they were not playing their best football. What's happened? Take me through the way they've evolved in the last month away from the things that got them the great record to begin with. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about the Chicago game, obviously. I mean, the Giants, they kind of blew them out. Yeah. Tennessee, you know, Tennessee was one of those games where, you know, in that game, Miles Sanders had three carries in the first half <laughs> against a depleted Tennessee team. We saw that in the playoff game last year, Angelo, where they went down to Tampa and they said, oh, we can't run against Vita Vea and, and Dominican Sue inside. We'll, we'll throw the ball. You know, it was a disaster. You know, it was one of the worst playoff games I've ever seen in my life. Like, I just wonder sometimes, you know, I remember talking to Shane Steich in the summer. And, you know, I was asking him, you know, what, what the offense might look like. And he goes, well, it could change a lot week to week, Baldy. We have a really athletic, talented offense line. We can run it. But we got really good wide receivers and we can throw it. And I, I don't know. Uh, if they know right now exactly what they're great at doing. And by, you know, week 18, you should know exactly what you're good at. I mean, the Giants know what they're good at right now. They've really developed. Jacksonville knows what they're really good at. And they're playing to those strengths. And I, I feel like the Eagles are still kind of wondering what they're good at, to be honest with you. We know they can throw the deep ball to A.J. Brown, and they can probably get the ball to Devontae at times uh, pretty well, pretty regularly. But I'm not sure if they know exactly what runs they want to run, what they can count on right now, uh, what protections that really work well, uh, when they should go empty. I, I'm not sure that they know. Well, here's the thing. We knew what it was a year ago when they went yeah. to the playoffs. They ran the ball extremely yep. well. Yep. Why would I think they're not still good at that, except they've abandoned it? That's well, what I don't understand, Brian. Well, I mean, that's why I posted what I did yesterday. Yeah. Because to me, you know, they came out in the second half. They've done this before now. And they ran the ball right down their throats. And if, you know, if they don't get a, a lousy call on Landon Dickerson, yep. you know, Gainwell goes 28 yards for a touchdown and they're right back in the game. And so, you know, like, I'm sure that, um, I don't know, maybe Kelsey, you know, some of these guys might have stepped up at halftime and said, listen, coach, stop this nonsense. Like, let's just pound the ball at these guys, all right? They're not all world up front, and that's what they did. Yeah. And so I just wonder why, you know, I always, I mean, Bill Belichick used to say, I'm not saying that he's the, the you know, the, the creator of this game, but and he said, if you wait till halftime to make adjustments, you waited too long. And I kind of feel like you go four straight three and outs, you know, and <laughs> you've established nothing except get your quarterback hit, and you wonder why he's bouncing the ball off the carpet, and he's scrambling, and he's just running around like a, you know, with a chicken cut off, with you know, with his head cut off in a pocket. It was because these, all these quarterbacks are the same, Angelo. You get hit early in these games, like they're going to get. I mean, they're going to try to do everything they can to get the ball out of their hands before they get hit again. Baldy, you are a treasure to this town because you're a truth teller and you know the game. Can't thank you enough for this. I love it. Thanks, yeah. Brian. All right. You got it, Angela. Brian Baldinger with some great straight truths about what's going on. Angela, I'll tell you what, and this is what so many people yeah. aren't realizing. Jalen Hurts has been so good yeah. that he, looking yes. at this last game, has been masking yeah. uh, uh, game plans That's and, and lack of adjustments by the That's coaching staff. More than ever. He is your MVP, more than ever. And now, if you want more tough talk, 
we have a man who did the game Sunday, Evil Merrill Reese. Hi, Evil Merrill. Hi, Edge. I'm livid. Talk to me. What are you unhappy about? It's an absolute disgrace. I took this as a personal assault. This was as poorly conceived a game plan as I've ever seen. The Saints last in the league at stopping the run. What was the Eagles' game plan? Pass the ball with a quarterback with a candy arm. What the hell is that, Angelo? This is even stronger than Baldy. Give me more evil marrow. And where was Miles Sanders? Can anyone tell me? When you have a Ferrari, why would you take the bus? Why the bus, Jonesy? Not sure. Did, did, did that offensive line practice at all during the week, or were they out seeing Christmas carols again? They should stop singing and start blocking. I'm getting word now the offensive line's next song is going to be Jump by Van Halen. That's another thing. All the fault starts, Rhea. Disgraceful performance. <laughs> you know they give Emmys for great performances? Yeah. They should have gotten an enema for this one. Jonesy, an enema. I've had a cup. <laughs> the bad news is <laughs> Jonesy just had his. Yes. What's the bad news, Evil Merrill? The bad news is they played like ass. The good news is they took second place in the comics division of the Mummers on Sunday. All right. Clearly, Evil Merrill, you are taking this loss hard. Angelo, if I didn't know any better, I'd take the Eagles were tanking on purpose just to get you to retire sooner. Don't rule it out. Did you hear A.J. Brown after the game? He threw Minshew onto the bus. Yes, he threw Minshew, and Minshew tried to throw Brown under the bus and was picked off. It got picked off, Jones. <laughs> Interception. <laughs> if I were Gardner Minshew, I'd shave the mustache and hope nobody recognizes me. All right, do you understand Minshew is hoping to get a starting job next season? The only contract he's going to get next year is a, with a cell phone contract with Verizon Wireless. Can you hear me now? I, I think he just said, you suck, Gardner. I'm sick, Angelo. I don't deserve this. I'm 80 years old. I'm profiled this month in Philadelphia Magazine. For Christ's sake, I'm a celebrity. He's a celebrity, Jonesy. Yes, he is. I plan to go to next week's game against the Giants and do it with my feet up on the table and Mike Quick feeding me grapes. That now, makes sense. Uh, but now, 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 we've got to work like the season depends on it. Speaking of depends, I know you're retiring soon. I found a great price on adult underpants. I'll email you later. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm wearing them right now. Thank you, <laughs> Evil Merrill. <laughs> you may not know this, Jonesy, but I've relieved myself twice already I've, I've in that the, segment alone. I've heard the noises. <laughs> See Joe Cracklin's comedy too. show. Yeah, make a lot With of sense. Three, <laughs> Teresa Krellinger and Dennis Horan at St. Dennis in Harbortown this Saturday, January 7th. For tickets, go JoeConklin.com. When we come back, who's on the hot seat? WIP Sports Time 917.